It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Lots of news out of Goodyear yesterday that affects all of the remaining unclaimed roster spots. I'll get you caught up on all of that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker. My co-host, Jeff Carr, is out today. Uh, but we both are diehard baseball fans, and we have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game, our passion for baseball, and turned that passion into information for you. On today's podcast, major news out of Goodyear that affects both the starting rotation and the bullpen, as well as some position player information as well. Joey Votto is heating up, and believe it or not, we have a Nick Senzel sighting out in Arizona. Uh, lots and lots and lots of news. It's a bummer Jeff's not here. I know that there's a bunch of this he would be excited to talk with you about today, uh, but I'm going to do my best to bring it to you solo. We're going to start with the performance of Graham Ashcraft out in Arizona yesterday against the San Diego Padres. Graham Ashcraft went six innings, allowing just one hit Listen to this. He struck out 10 batters and walked zero. That's right. Struck out 10, walked zero. This is exactly the kind of performance we're looking to see from Graham Ashcraft. On the spring, his ERA now sits at a very nice 2.60. I told you yesterday that I felt like Graham Ashcraft could be a surprise all-star selection uh, along with the other uh, two starting pitchers that make up the big three uh, in Hunter Green and Nicola Dolo. These three guys together are going to really be important for this Reds rotation. These are the three pitchers that are going to keep the Reds in a lot of games. Uh, I look for strong performances from all three every time out, and I really think that these guys are going to push each other 
to be better. They're going, you know, I, I really foresee a, a scenario where Hunter Green goes out and strikes out six guys. So Nick Lodolo comes out the next day and is trying to strike out seven to one up him. And then Graham Ashcraft comes along and tries to get eight to be the best of the bunch. And I think they will continue to elevate each other's games all throughout the season that way. That is really a strong, strong one, two, three punch from this rotation. And I would love to say that it's just positive momentum and it builds on and four and five will come along and it'll be great. But the Reds got some news as far as the rest of the rotation goes, and it doesn't bode well uh, for this team. I think all along the Reds had considered Luke Weaver to be uh, who they were going to use as the number four starter. I really think that when he signed here, that was one of the pitches that the Reds made to him. No pun intended on the pitches. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure the Reds told him, look, we're going to bring you in. You're going to compete for a spot in the starting rotation. And the Reds were giving him every opportunity to go out and take that spot. Uh, and you look at how he was doing. It wasn't great. I, you know, I told Jeff a couple times, both off the air and as we were talking about this, that Luke Weaver really hadn't done anything that I felt like cemented him with a spot in this rotation. And we learned yesterday from manager David Bell that uh, Luke Weaver is expected to start the season on the injured list, not in this rotation. And what that does is open the door for Luis Sessa. And I think Luis Sessa probably had this information before he left Team Mexico in the World Baseball Classic to come back to Goodyear to compete for a spot in the rotation. I think Luis knew what was up because he is now right in the middle of being able to find himself the number four starter in the Reds rotation. And I really do think that that is what the Reds should do. At this point, I think uh, what Luis Sessa showed us last season, uh, his ability to basically learn the job on the fly. Listen, the Reds did not give him an easy task last season. They pulled him out of the bullpen. He wasn't stretched out. Uh, he had not prepared at all during the season to be a starter. And here he is asked to start because they were so desperate for guys to start games. And it didn't start out great. They piggybacked him a little bit. Uh, he had to build up to it, but I think he still has time to get ready. And if I were the Reds, I would go with him as the number four starter. And that's exactly what I think they are going to do. I think we'll see Luis Sessa as the number four. And I still think that what that means is that Brandon Williamson has the opportunity to be the fifth starter on this team. Now, Williamson has pitched decent at times and he's not looked great at times. And I think that that's what you would expect from a rookie. You know, remember that Nicoladolo, when he started out last season, uh, got off to a rocky start. In his first start at Great American Ballpark, he was clearly nervous. He clearly didn't have his name game. His <laughs> He clearly didn't have his A game. I'm getting a little tongue-tied today, but uh, as the season progressed and every start that came after that, Nick Lodolo got a little bit better and he had some bumps along the way, but he continued to grow. And, and by the second half of the season, he was really fairly dominant throughout. Uh, same goes for Hunter Green. Uh, he got off to a great start down in Atlanta and we were all super excited. And then a lot of bad things happened uh, that made for one of the worst Aprils in memory as far as how the Reds played baseball uh going three and 22 but hunter green regrouped uh he 
clearly spends a lot of time in between starts working on his game, uh, reviewing film, evaluating his performance. And he got better. The last third of the season, Hunter Green was nearly unhittable. And I think that's what he's going to bring to the table uh, right out of the gate, starting opening day for the Reds. So I feel like Brandon Williamson can do the same. He's going to come out. He'll struggle at first. There's a lot for him to learn. He's going to have to adjust to facing major league hitters on the regular. Uh, but I believe that he has the talent to do that. And I think the Reds believe that he has the talent to do that. So for me, you, you continue to run Brandon Williamson out there every fifth day. You allow him to get better. Uh, will that tax your bullpen at times when he struggles? It will. Uh, I think the same is going to be true of Luis Sessa. There's going to be times where he's on and there's going to be times where he struggles and uh, the bullpen is going to have to really pick up uh, and fill in when those things happen. Uh, and so what that means is we need to figure out what the bullpen looks like because with these changes, uh, it's going to shake things up because there was more news from manager David Bell. Not only did we learn that Luke Weaver is going to open the season on the injured list, but David Bell also said that Lucas Sims is going to start the season on the injured list. And this really, this is really disappointing because we you know when we had Lucas on a couple weeks back, and if you haven't seen that episode, jump back in the archives. Uh, we had a talk with Lucas Sims about how he was doing and, and how his rehab and recovery was going. And you could tell, from the things that he had to say that his recovery process and his rehab was a challenge. He put in a lot of work to getting himself ready to play. And he put in a lot of work to get himself back to compete at an elite level. And it's just, it's, you know, I feel so bad for him that it's derailed again. And I hope that the Reds are able to give him the time to recover and that he can get back into this bullpen and be effective because the Reds really need him. But with him opening the season on the injured list, it creates a, a couple additional spots in the bullpen with replacing Sims and then replacing Sessa, who's now probably going to be in the starting rotation. So I've tried to figure out some tweaks. You know, I talked to you last week about my predictions for the Reds starting rotation and bullpen. I'm going to have to amend that. Uh, I think as far as the bullpen goes, I'm going to go with Alexis Diaz as the closer. He is going to be the number one arm out in that bullpen. I said yesterday that I hope David Bell uses him some outside of the ninth inning, and I stand by that. I want Alexis Diaz in the most critical situations. And sometimes that's not the ninth inning with a three-run lead. Uh, I, I get why you want Alexis Diaz available then, but there's other times where you can just snuff out a rally in the seventh by going with your best arm. And I hope that David Bell evaluates some of those situations. In addition, in addition to Alexis Diaz, uh, I think the Reds are going to have Buck Farmer in this bullpen. Buck uh, got a save last night, pitching one inning, allowing no hits while striking out three. He's looked really good out in Goodyear. I also see Hunter Strickland making this pin now. And I know that I've been joking about this and I've been giving uh, Jeff some harassment and tormenting him a little bit about this, but given the injuries, given the situation, I think Hunter Strickland does in fact make this team. Uh, he also pitched last night. He uh, pitched one inning without allowing a hit. Uh, so I'm not saying that I want Hunter Strickland in the bullpen as a back end of the bullpen kind of guy. I don't want to see him in the ninth inning. I don't even really want to see him in the eighth inning, but I think at this point he could be a useful middle innings guy. And I hope that David Bell and the Reds use him that way, but I believe he'll be in this bullpen. Uh, I also see 
Reaver San Martin being your number one lefty out of the bullpen. Uh, he pitched last night as well. He allowed one run on two hits while striking out one. Uh, he's been hit or miss, and I, I hope that he dials it in because the Reds are really going to need him to be effective because he's going to be one of maybe two lefties if the Reds go the way that I think they're going to go. Uh, in addition to San Martin rounding out this bullpen, I think Ian Jabot is a given for this bullpen. Uh, he looked good in the World Baseball Classic. He's looked good pitching for the Reds. Uh, again, not a closer, not a not a rally killer kind of pitcher, but somebody that can be effective in the middle innings. I think the Reds will go with a second lefty in the bullpen. That, to me, looks to be Alex Young. I think he's edged out Bennett Souza uh, for that role, and now that there's an additional spot in the pin, I think that they are going to be able to get a second lefty out there. And then rounding out the bullpen, I see another middle relief innings kind of guy in Joe Kunal making the team. Uh, I think that they will send Fernando Cruz down. He still has options. He'll go to Louisville, get a little bit more seasoning, and be the next man up. And then the last spot in this bullpen, I think, goes to Connor Overton as the long man. You're going to need somebody that can eat innings to come in if Luis Sessa struggles or isn't quite stretched out. You're going to need somebody to come in and eat innings on the days that Brandon Williamson struggles. Listen, this is not the best case scenario for the Reds bullpen. It's not the best case scenario for the Reds rotation, but this is what I think that they are going to do. Uh, at the end of the day, I think that with the big three, uh, the Reds rotation is still very, very solid. And I think that this bullpen is going to be a little bit better than it was last year. I think that there's enough talent still in this bullpen to keep the Reds in games. And it's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing exactly how this plays out over the next few days as spring training begins to wrap up. Uh, coming up, we've got more news. Lots of stuff out of Goodyear, Arizona yesterday. Uh, this time, we're going to be talking about news surrounding the position players. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about one of our new sponsors. We're really excited about this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Listen, you know that I travel from Hawaii to Cincinnati and try to go to as many games as possible. And most of those trips are planned out well in advance. But I have found myself uh, last season in a couple situations where I got to make last minute trips somewhere. And there's a lot of stress trying to get good seats and, and get into a venue to see a sporting event when you do it at the last minute. I did that out in San Francisco when the Reds were playing in the Bay Area. I uh, managed to pull it all together, but it was pretty stressful. But buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. You can forget about having to plan for these events months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. This is a great app that's going to get you a seat in the place you want to be. Uh, the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You heard that right. 
you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets you want without the stress with Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, terms and conditions apply, but again, you just need to go create an account and use the uh, code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase with Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Coming up tomorrow, uh, Cincinnati Reds beat writer Charlie Goldsmith joins us. He's a writer for The Inquirer, and he's going to be here to talk about all things Reds baseball as we get ever so close to opening day and the start of the 2023 baseball season. I told you that there was more news. There was more things to be excited about. We spent some time talking about the pitching. I want to talk a little bit about some of the position players. First and foremost, Joey Votto, I think, is starting to dial in. Now, he did go one for four last night against the Padres, but that one hit was a double. It was a stand-up double. He's starting to find his swing, folks. I think that uh, he's going to continue to develop over the next week or so, continue to get it dialed in. I still think Joey Votto is going to be in the starting lineup on opening day. And I hope so. I'm going to be there. I hope that you're going to be there. Uh, use the game time app. I bet you that there's opening day tickets available because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Opening day is still not sold out, folks. So uh, there's an opportunity for you to be in the stadium at the start of a season that's going to have a lot of youth movement. But there are some of these uh, long-time Reds players that I want to see. Uh, if this is Joey Votto's last opening day in Cincinnati, I want him in this lineup and I'm excited from what I saw uh, in him yesterday with that at bat, that double, uh, it really looked to me like he's finding his swing and uh, you know, Joey Votto, when he's dialed in, I think is still going to be dangerous in the national league in 2023. In addition to Joey Votto and, and finding a double, there was another sighting out in Arizona. And I need you guys to brace yourself, prepare yourself mentally for this because Nick Senzel, played in a baseball game last night for the Cincinnati Reds. That is right. He didn't start the game, but he did go in in the later innings. He was 0 for 1 at the plate, but he played in center field. Uh, it was, you know, good for Nick. It's exciting to see him back. Uh, he is not going to be on this team on opening day. Uh, David Bell has already said that what he believes will be happening with Nick Senzel is he's going to go to Louisville and do a rehab assignment when the season starts. Louisville season starts on the 31st, so there's an off day on that Friday after opening day. Nick Senzel will be getting his first game action on that day. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to take Senzel to be ready. You know, he's always struggled. There's always been a setback. There's always been a delay. When they tell you two weeks, it's usually four. I'm still, I still really want the best for Nick Senzel, but I have joined Jeff in the camp of not really being able to count on him. I, I hope for the best. If he's able to become a productive hitter at all in any way, shape, or form for the Reds in 2023, that's a bonus. That's extra. That is not anything that I'm counting on, but I'm glad to see him back out on the baseball field. Twitter user at 513 Caleb, you guys have seen Caleb running around the outfield at Great American Ballpark, catching home run balls. He's out in Goodyear right now. He posted video of Nick Senzel but not in center field. Nick Senzel was actually working and taking infield 
at second base. I think this is a great move because much like we're seeing Jose Barrero take some reps in center field to give the Reds a little bit more flexibility, I think it's important to keep Nixon Zell Sharp playing utility role, playing all the positions. You can use Nixon Zell. If he's healthy, he can get you some innings at second base. He can get you some innings at third base. In a pinch, he could probably play shortstop for you a little bit, as well as all three outfield positions. Uh, if Nick Senzel wants significant playing time once he returns to the active roster, if he's healthy and he needs a spot to play, his best bet is to be willing to play any position that the Reds ask him to play. So I think this is good news. I think that it really is the best option for Nick Senzel to be able to reestablish himself with this team. You know who else it's good news for? This is good news for Will Benson because I think this really speaks to what Jeff and I were talking about yesterday, which is Will Benson being center fielder number one, primary center fielder. Uh, I'm interested to see how he performs uh, in a larger sample size against left-handed pitching. If he can hit lefties now that the shift rules are what they are, uh, Will Benson may be your everyday center fielder or a majority of the time center fielder. And that gives you two positions that you're not necessarily platooning. We already know the Reds are not going to platoon Will Myers in right. Uh, if Will Benson is also uh, playing, you know, let's say, three out of every five days, uh, he being able to perform well against lefties. I think that's good for the team. Uh, the outfielders themselves, this outfield group is playing a lot better than I think anybody's really given them credit for Will Benson yesterday. Uh, he was one for three, but he's hitting 341 on the spring. Uh, he continues to really perform well and looks great, not only offensively, but defensively. Uh, TJ Friedel went two for three. He continues to make a case for more playing time. Uh, he's trying to fight his way into the lineup. Uh, TJ, uh, sorry, Jake Fraley has also looked really, really good. So you've got these guys that are, are, are performing offensively. They look good defensively and are, all of them are currently uh, really hitting the ball. Well, it looks like they're seeing the ball. Well, the bottom line is the outfield is getting more and more settled. And you're going to have Jake Fraley. You're going to have TJ Friedel. You're going to have Will Benson and Will Myers all making the trip north. Jose Barrero is going to get reps out there. It looks like once Senzel's healthy, he'll get reps, but he's going to be delayed. So the really remaining question is what do they do with Chad Pinder? We're definitely going to keep an eye on that. We'll have more on that coming up with Charlie Goldsmith tomorrow. Uh, and I'm going to keep watching to see how he does. Uh, he is not performed in a way that, really makes me want to give him a spot. But I'm going to ask Charlie about that. It's going to be something fun for us to talk about and kind of hypothesize what the Reds are going to do with these remaining roster spots. Uh, coming up, we have a few more notes out of Goodyear as spring training winds down. Uh, we're going to kind of have a potpourri, potpourri segment and tell you all about uh, the remaining spots and what we think the Reds might do and how players are performing. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about another one of the sponsors of today's podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by FanDuel. We are only about a week away. I can't wait. I fly out next Tuesday. I can't wait to be back in the Queen City for opening day. And now is the perfect time for you to download FanDuel and get ready for opening day because FanDuel is America's number one sports book and new customers are going to get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So you can uh, basically bet without risk. 
and FanDuel is going to reimburse you if you don't hit on that bet. Uh, there's some intriguing bets. We've been talking about this. We're going to continue to talk about it. Uh, the Reds to win 80 or more games are still plus 1,100 right now on FanDuel. Uh, so if you want to throw just a few bucks at that and hope to hit big, uh, you might be able. I'm telling you, this team is going to be better than anybody really gives them credit for. 80 wins sounds like a lot, and it probably is. You know, I I, I laugh at Jeff when he talks about his magic number being 75. Uh, I definitely think they're going to go over the 65.5 wins. So get in there on FanDuel and check it out. Get your bets placed because you don't want to miss out on your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. You can make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook of Locked On. And now that sports betting is legal in Ohio, don't forget to check out the new Locked On show that is perfect for both new and seasoned gamblers. Download and subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast for daily picks and analysis. It is available wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked On Reds. You can also follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Make sure you click the subscribe button and the notification bell if you're on YouTube. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter in between shows. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. It's right there on the screen for the YouTube folks. Uh, if you're listening on the audio feeds, it's at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff. He's at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Uh, let's round out today's talk with a little bit more news from out in Arizona. I mentioned this a little bit in the last segment. There are a lot of players right now offensively that are close to or above 300 on the spring. Uh, Will Myers, TJ Friedel, Jonathan India, Kurt Casale, Spencer Steer. They're all hitting close to or above 300. Steer right now is hitting 308. And I know there were some questions about his glove, uh, earlier in the spring. I think that's a little premature. I think he's going to be fine. This is a guy that's going to give you at least league average defense at multiple positions. I'm hoping that he performs well over league average when we're, say, looking at a number like OPS+. Plus. I think he could be in the 120, 125 range. Uh, you know, Jeff has talked about him as a potential rookie of the year candidate, and I don't think that that's very far-fetched. I think that that's actually right in the realm of possibility. In addition to Spencer Steer, Kirk Casale is hitting 333. Uh, I know we've talked about the fact that Kirk Casale is going to be asked to catch a lot with Tyler Stevenson playing first base in DH when he's not catching. Uh, David Bell has already said that Tyler Stevenson is going to catch about 40% of the time. Kirk Casale is going to probably pick up the lion's share of what's left with Luke Malley coming in behind that. I'm fine with Kurt Casale behind the plate. He he plays well defensively. He's great with uh, managing a pitching staff. These young pitchers are going to respect him. And if he can hit, I don't know. I mean, 333 is probably a stretch in the regular season. But, you know, if Kurt Casale can give you 270 as a batting average, that's that's just great. That's golden. I'll take that. TJ Friedel hitting at 297 right now. And Will Myers, 293. These guys are all people that are going to get at bats. They're going to play a lot. And I think that what we're seeing is they're ready for the season to start. Everybody's kind of getting dialed in. Everybody's ready to go. Most of these players at this point have gotten the at-bats that they need to be ready to play. And I'm looking forward to this season starting, you guys. Uh, I've mentioned several times I'm going to be in 
Cincinnati for several games to start the season. So, you know, if you see us out at the ballpark, make sure you say hi. Uh, speaking of being out and about, before we wrap up today, uh, I don't know if you saw the announcement on the uh, Locked on Reds Twitter account, but Jeff is going to do a taping of the show out at Fretboard in Blue Ash on Monday. That's going to start at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be Jeff, and he is going to be joined by not me because I'm not going to be in town yet. I don't fly out till Tuesday, so I can't make it for this. But uh, we got a great pinch hitter. Uh, he's going to be joined by my lookalike, Mo Egger from ESPN 1530, will be joining Jeff out at Fretboard in Blue Ash. Uh, Jeff and I did this a couple years ago uh, prior to the pandemic and had a blast. It was so much fun out there. Uh, I know Jeff's got a lot of things up his sleeve for this. Last time we were out there, we took questions from the audience. We did some trivia, gave away some beer. You heard me right. We gave away some beer out at Fretboard. Fretboard has great selections, great stuff they're making out there. I'm bummed that I'm missing this, but if you're in the city and you're able to get out there to Fretboard Monday at 7 p.m., go check out Jeff, go check out Mo. You're going to be so glad you did. And on that note, I think that is where we will wrap up this edition of Locked on Reds. Coming up tomorrow, Cincinnati Inquirer beat, Reds beat writer Charlie Goldsmith joins the show. We're going to be asking Charlie about all kinds of things. I'm going to get his opinion on the starting rotation. We're going to talk about the bullpen. We're going to talk about these last roster spots. We're going to get into all of it uh, from a guy that has had uh, his eyes on this team since spring training started. So make sure you tune in for that. Thank you so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. They You can find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, just like Locked on Reds, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are ever so close to opening day, folks. Uh, Jeff and I are going to continue to be locked in on the transactions, the waivers, the rumors, and all of the news. And we'll report back right here because we're going to keep you locked on Reds every single day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.